Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. Today, I have the amazing Mark Claremont with us. He's not, he's no stranger to the Outcomes Rocket and no stranger to healthcare. He comes to us as the CEO of Cecilia Health. He's got nearly 30 years of experience building and growing competitive businesses across the healthcare spectrum, including population health, value-based care, digital therapeutics, and clinical decision support. Before joining Cecilia as their CEO, he transformed digital care delivery at Lumion. Probably heard his, his interview on our, on our podcast when he was with Lumion. He served as president of Provant Health, now part of Quest Diagnostics, and helped lead Walters Kluwer up to date to become a global leader in point of care clinical decision support. He's passionate about the promise of technology to foster meaningful human connections between caring clinicians and people who need support navigating the complex health system. We all know it's not easy and having people that are our domain experts like Mark make it crucial to, to actually achieve that goal. So Mark, such a pleasure to be here with you again and to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Saul. Much appreciated. Absolutely. So, hey, by the way, it was great to see you at Vive. You you had fun there? Absolutely. I I tell you, you know, one, it was just great to be back in action. You know, it was, I went to health up in Boston back in October. That was certainly still really in the throes of the pandemic and wasn't uh, quite the liberated experience of Miami Beach and Vive. And I have to say, you know, it was, it was refreshing to see the faces that I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, a few people were a little out of practice with their social skills, but uh, for the yeah. most part, it was <laughs> made for a very entertaining time and, and great to reconnect. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and then also some of the new people, right? Like I met a lot of people virtually and then I ran into them and I was like, oh, wow. He's a lot taller than I thought, or because like Zoom is the equalizer, right? <laughs> it is, it is, and you you see, yeah, the the, the height thing is there. There's uh, of course the camera adds a few pounds, and you know yep. all those things, and so so people, it's it's actually a strange thing when you meet someone and say, hey, you you look just like the camera. This is this is an unusual <laughs> thing. So it's the exception, yeah. Love it, man. Well, hey, look for for the listeners that haven't had a chance to to get to know you. What is it that inspires your work in, in healthcare? Well, I, I mean, you know, my dad was, is now a long retired surgeon. And so growing up around his ethos and he got, he was one of those people that got into medicine for the right reasons to, to help people deliver care on top of being a surgeon and all of the demands of that. He, we adopted seven children in addition to the three natural born. So I'm one of 10 kids and we had this around always foster kids staying with, with, with us in home, et cetera. So really just one, just one hero of a, of an example to set for all of his kids. And frankly, anybody who's interested in, in medicine. So it was hard not to get inspired by that fast forward. My dad was trying to, to, I think, hoping that one of his 10 kids would get into medicine. Maybe I was on that trajectory, but got the business bug instead. And, and so I'm just grateful that I was able to pivot into business, um, I, you know, not as the administrator, but, uh, you know, get into business and help actually deliver care for patients. You know, as you mentioned in the in the outset, a very uh, successful run with bringing up to date to market and one of the more influential tool sets to get in front of clinicians 
still widely used across the globe and, and very influential in affecting patient care. So very proud to be able to do that and then transition now to working directly with patients. Uh, it's, you just can't help but be inspired by the stories. That's awesome, Mark. So what does your dad say about the work you're doing? You know, he's at, at first he was disappointed in the choice of business, of course. Yeah. But once he started to see, you know, he was the guy that I, you'd see on the weekends with stacks and stacks of journals and just, he would churn through those and no sooner would he start to make a dent in the pile and, and new journals would show up. And obviously that goes back a ways, you know, before pre-internet days. So you're yeah. actually reading material, but fast forward, actually it was the inspiration for up to date was that very thing. How to, how do physicians stay up to date in research? And at the end of the day, does that change how I practice medicine today with this patient who's sitting in front of me? And you, you, know, you could carry that torch forward, that same construct forward, make a fantastic decision for a patient today, informed by all of the latest surveys and research, informed by maybe even cross adjudication across specialties. But boy, when that patient leaves that door, that clinical office, and they go back to into the wild, so to speak, it's hard to stay adherent to your therapy. It's hard to stay adherent to your protocol, taking your medications, all you name it. And really that's the inspiration for Cecilia Health actually is to work with patients focusing specifically on chronic disease states. In fact, the company was founded by an individual who is in adulthood diagnosed with type one diabetes. And so we became, Cecilia Health became this engine for really an early adopter of virtual care to help support patients in specifically diabetes. We're now known as a uh, center of excellence in diabetes, working with patients from pediatrics to geriatrics, uh, agnostic to insurances, devices, medications, insulins, you name it. And here this uh, consistent theme is that people are just, they're growing more and more confused about their patient care. So Anyway, before I jump into what Cecilia Health is all about, you know, that's those were all part of the inspirations and dad dad just loves seeing that I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm grateful for for again for his inspiration. Well, hey, uh, a shout out to Dr. Claremont if you're listening to this, you made a big impact here cuz the the moves that Mark's making are huge. So, so let's dive into uh Cecilia, Mark. Tell us about what you guys do, why it's different and how you're adding value to the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned we started in diabetes. Along the way, built up this national network. We're now a both a national virtual medical practice, licensed to practice medicine in 50 states. This, this cadre registered nurses, registered dietitians, many of whom have specialized in, have gone on to become CDCESs, uh, education, uh, diabetes educators, or cardiovascular specialists, patients with obesity, uh, chronic kidney disease, et cetera. And so we've expanded the scope and sphere of, of individuals, all of whom kind of fall in that same construct of needing to effectuate some change and adherence to therapy. Along the way, we started to realize that life sciences, uh, pharmaceutical companies have these wonderful drugs that are highly effective. And they too are interested in helping patients stay adherence to their therapies. And you could look at that in pure sense, the, the altruistic sense, and, and say these are medications that are extremely helpful. And, and if you have congestive heart failure and you need to ad adhere to your medication, uh, and if you do, your quality of life goes up immeasurably and your length of life goes up immeasurably. 
And so we're starting to, to what we've realized that is enriching this care journey for a patient we're effectively by reducing confusion. So we're plugged in virtually into hybrid care models. Uh, we enrich the care journey. So that's number one we're doing. We're building a bridge across from life sciences into the, the traditional healthcare sector and plugging that in through this virtual modality so that we are part of a hybrid care chain. And then you know, the third piece here is engaging in research focused on optimizing care delivery. You could look at the social determinants of care piece. You could look at diabetes technology. You could look at cardiovascular technologies that have emerged. Again, all of this, there are all of these things creating yet another app, yet another thing to help distract a patient and from actually engaging in ultimately their health. And so that's the underpinning for what we do. And it's a pretty interesting thing to see that a virtual care practice can plug into and, and work with patients across life sciences, pharma, clinical trials, and also have a place that serves within the traditional healthcare sector. So it's kind of a unique business. It is. It is. So it, it's about healthcare delivery, licensed in 50 states. It's about adherence. It's about education. It's about simplifying. I hear simplifying in what you guys do. So talk That's to us right. about that. And then, and then how, how are you guys different or available than other platforms out there today? Well, you know, you could look at, it's, you know, it's easy to, to look at, uh, I think this is the, you know, the data's out there around some very great companies that built these digital tool sets and, and, and made them available for patients with, again, with all manner of, of different clinical conditions. And, to a certain degree, they're effective. To a certain degree, certain types of patients engage well with those digital tool sets. But at the same time, there's been this collective realization that as these digital tool sets have started to, to take shape, we're also learning at how effective or ineffective they are for different patient demographics. And that isn't always an age-related thing. There was this wide assumption that older Americans are more challenged with technology adoption. We found that to be somewhat true, but not. you'd be surprised at the data. Uh, older Americans are, are just as willing to engage with technology as younger Americans. It's, it, there's more to this equation. And what we've found is a lot of jumpiness in digital. And, and so if you think about individuals, a new app that comes out, a new thing to download onto your mobile device. Maybe you have a new connected pen for your insulin injection. Maybe you've got a new heart rate monitor that was sent to you to try to understand your, your heart dynamics a little better, biomarkers a little better. In addition to all these at-home testing, you just we're just bombarded with more and more information as, as patients. And frankly, it's just hard and you're asking more questions. And so you think about all the things that, so here we are, this learning about digital. I think, I, I think we're in this, you know, Gartner's trough of disillusionment and we're just emerging into this age of enlightenment that we're realizing that these digital tools are great. They will continue to evolve. They'll continue to get better. At the same time, you cannot forget about the impact of human engagement. And when you, especially a clinically trained individual, and the trust that gets developed, it's the relationship that we cannot forget about. A digital tool set is great, it's helpful, it cannot create or replace that human relationship. And frankly, this is what our data shows, and this is the magic of what, when we talk about simplifying the patient care, 
if, if you think about all of the attention that you get when you're in clinic and it's fa- often it's fantastic, you're getting technical support, you're getting emotional support, behavioral therapy support, in addition to your clinical safety, as well as your diagnosis, treating and prescribing all those things that you expect and experience in home, I mean, in the clinic, when you leave, how do you ex- can you not get lost in the system? And so that's what we talk a lot about is let's not lose a patient when they leave the clinic. Let's let them enjoy a similar experience experience of continuity. And that's what we find to be the most engaging. So we bring clinical expertise. You asked a question about what makes us different. We focus yeah. on, on clinical expertise we f- and, and making those individuals available, whether that's in a clinical set, uh, a clinical grade or a medical grade patient encounter or at the level of education and coaching and care navigation, et cetera. It's a vertical support model that plugs into, that enables hybrid care models. So we're not looking to say, Cecilia Health, primary care physician, A, you you turn over to Cecilia Health. No, we're going to work as an extension of that primary care physician's practice. We'll work in their badge. And so there's continuity there. And so, so you think about the support, coaching, monitoring, telemedicine capability that, that, we're a, that we enable. And then you're bringing some personalized approach because you are still keeping the human involved in the process. So we're not replacing only, you know, human only in replace of digital. You're, you're, you're collectively migrating together with the patient. It's remarkably effective and, and effective at continued lasting engagement. And so, so you'll see numbers, for example, we, you know, we talk about outcomes here. That's the outcomes rocket. So, Amen, you know, brother. we talk about o- outcomes. If you're on a, a life-saving drug and you need to keep taking it, we've seen adherence rates for, for medication increase from less than 90 days when we start working with a patient to over 303 days. 12 months later. So it's so 12 months later, a patient continues to take their medication. Nice. That is incredibly impactful. We're also seeing a 10% plus uh, lift in initiation. So meaning you may, you may write a prescription or all too often we're, we're catching patients as they're being discharged from emergency room. They're sent home with a battery of, of prescriptions and of devices and instructions that so-and-so is going to call you in 24 hours. And, and then what happens if that, if, if a nurse doesn't call within 24 hours or seven days later, all of a sudden, you know, so much of medicine, uh, and so much of medicine are these turn by turn paper instructions. And what happens if you're, if you get off course, you know, there's not, there's not a ways or a, a, a Google maps that helps get you back on course. And so having these opportunities to speak with a clinician clinically trained individual in these settings can help you get back on track. And Mark, that's, uh, all of these things make the impact. Yeah, I, I think it's it's great. And and so a couple questions just to to make sure we're on the same page. This sounds amazing. Is so you you are then assigning a clinician that supports a patient and follows them from when they leave the doctor or the hospital to when they get home and through their recovery or get back healthy journey. That's, that's effectively it. It's the great, it's, not a chat bot. it's a person. It's a person. Now 
you may also have, there are digital tools and some people like digital tools also. And so, so there's a layering in and a personalization. You will get some digital. If you're more inclined to more digital and less human, that's fine too. Yeah. I'm but not trashing always, chatbots. I was just wanting to differentiate yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so, but it's an important point that it's actually part of the secret sauce. Saul is, is if you're looking to build a relationship, build a relationship with the same person. And so even if you're, you know, we've seen this uh, advent of call center based services, mainly staffed with clinical navigators and that kind of thing. And they're great services, but you're going to talk to a different person every single time. You're not building a relationship. And so it's useful in that moment. It's almost a reflection of this episodic episodes of care mindset that has permeated how we deliver medicine for the last 50 years. So great tool in and of itself. But again, from a relationship standpoint, how do you build that accountability for your continued care? It's highly effective in chronic care management. Well, thank you for clarifying, Mark. And folks, like you got to take that away today. This is a person, right? So, so you think think scale. Mark and team have have people that stay with your patients, and and those relationships are what make the numbers work. It just it, you know that communication leads to that relationship and it leads to that number. And I got to tell you, Mark, I think it's awesome that you guys have found a way to scale this. It's so cool. Now, the thing that I'm curious about too, is that this stuff is not easy. So, so what's one of the biggest setbacks you've experienced to date? And what was the key learning that came as a result of that? Well, you know, I think we, we've experienced a number of things. You're humans working with humans. And you're leveraging digital tools in a varying degree. So, so uh, and this is the nature of personalization. And it's also a moving target with more technology, more apps, more you name it, come new drugs, et cetera, coming into the into the into the mix. And so that's the nature. Our our I wouldn't call this a setback. It's a it's key learning here is sure. that individuals are continue to be bombarded with in, with information. Some of it good, some of it not good, some of it, you know, kind of geared towards influencing certain decisions. And if, how do you then enable a clinician without forcing them into scripted activities, but give them the right kind of call guidance so that they can have a productive call? You can scale that call, scale that human engagement balanced with the digital piece. That's the hard part. And so I wouldn't call it a setback so much. It's really a key learning that if you want to scale people, that's hard. But what's also interesting in, as a learning is there are a lot of clinicians these days. We know about physician burnout. We know about clinician burnout overall. And, and hats off to our health practitioners having just been completely abused over these last two and a half years. Uh, we've asked so much for the, of them. Yes. And in fact, now we're asking them to not only continue doing that, giving more and more, but also do things differently. And so hats off to them. At the same time, they're looking for avenues where they can maybe spend a day at home, two days at home, and actually still deliver care without having to take the beating of, of working the ER floor for 12 hours straight, that kind of thing. So, so, so a lot of key learnings along the way over these last two and a half years that in a, a scenario like this, hybrid care, where you are delivering the, as close as you can, the equivalent attachments, emotional attachments, tech support that you can when you're in clinic. That's really the key takeaway here. 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and so, you, you know, just wanting to, to dive into the, the who, so who, who's paying for this? Who, who are you guys, who do you want to attract here, Mark? So if you're a health plan and you're looking to work with, with party uh, for a company that, that works in chronic care management, chronic diseases, that is doing more than just digital, that can flex digital and human and deliver these kind of lasting impacts, these lasting ROIs, then that's a big deal. And so a health plan can and should be and are, frankly, very interested in what we're doing. We engage with them. They're, they're a big segment of our business. We also work as an extension of healthcare systems. Uh, I mentioned on a white, effectively a white label basis as a care, uh, care team extension. But surprise, the bigger piece here, and this is the big surprising piece, is that pharma mm-hmm. is very willing to invest in quality continued care for patients. And I'll qualify that term care because you know pharma cannot deliver medicine. They're not, they cannot prescribe, diagnose, or treat. But what they can do is help people understand and eliminate confusion. What they can do is do the kinds of things uh, that Cecilia engage a Cecilia Health to do those kinds of things to help patients stick to their plan. And if they need to maybe have a change to their plan, we can then navigate them over the transom back into the healthcare system itself for ongoing treatment. So who's paying for it? So, so we're talking to, it's uh, pharma, you're talking about commercial brands, you're talking about extensions of clinical trials, because those are the same types of needs and wants. Again, patients who really need help when they, when they leave the clinic. And so that's what it is, health plans, life sciences, and just a remarkable place to sit there bridging and helping patients across that. It's amazing. So somebody walks off with a script and if it happens to be a drug, like a specialty drug that, that is supported by a program like this, then they would go home with that support through, through the pharma in, in this particular example. If they're, if they're well engaged, it's exactly right. Okay, so you're sent home with, with this information that, hey, not, you're not alone. When we're sending you home, yes. this patient support program is available for you. Take advantage of it. We're paying for it. And if you are the, uh, in fact, what happens is oftentimes people will get home. They barely, rem- you know, the studies show 31% of people don't even remember anything when they leave the clinical office. Anything. It's really a staggering number, Nothing. let alone Crazy. how to take their meds and when and interactions and that kind of thing. So invariably people have questions. And so with these programs being available, so whether you're sent home with that, or if you're simply just sent home with a, with, let's say a prescription for, let's say Entresto for congestive heart failure. And you see that there's, you have questions, you can't necessarily reach your uh, PCP. Maybe you can't reach uh, your telehealth uh, telemedicine provider. You see that this patient support programs out there, reach out to them because they do some really phenomenal things to help support patients in their journey. Love it. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you taking me through a use case and us. I mean, you you know, we all want to know how this stuff works. So thank you. What are you most excited about today? Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's an amazing time in healthcare for patients and you could look at it in the sense of this growing, you know, I talk about the age of enlightenment it, mm-hmm. that we're, that we're in, in pro, approaching and starting to implement this idea that telemedicine, we delivered it out of necessity during the pandemic. We, we understood a lot. We started to understand what we can, what its limitations are. At the same time, what we're missing 
and that kind of thing. And so here we are in this age of enlightenment, realizing that virtual care has, has a place within the overall journey, call it a hybrid care model. So that's number one. Two, you have this completely uh, upended shift in data availability, clinical data availability that's been enabled through the Cures Act, enabled through TEFCA, the plumbing that allows for very rich clinical history for a patient to flow from one provider to another as part of that trusted exchange framework. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. It is transformative for how we as patients experience it. So, so no longer will we have to do this in-depth rehash of, of uh, every time we go see our PCP, here's what I did, here's what my history is. And even though I know you should know this stuff, we, you know, we met just six months ago, why are you asking me the same questions? All those things, well, we're on a new system, that kind of thing. These, these histories are captured and they're available. So, the, so this is really an emerging area. So interoperability, the power of data liquidity, absolutely there. And then this last piece is just the, the realization that you need human engagement to foster longitudinal engagement with a, with a patient. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a digital tool, it's build a relationship. And if you can foster that relationship building, that glue, that's incredibly powerful. So that's what I'm excited about. A lot to be excited about, Mark. And yeah. uh, you guys are certainly plugged in and set up in the right way to make a huge impact. So love this. Thank you, first of all, for for the work that you and your team are doing. What closing thought would you leave us all with? And what's the best way that uh, the listeners could get in touch with you to, to learn more? Yeah, I think uh, closing thoughts, if if you're a patient, reach out to your patient support programs, reach out to your, your primary care, go see them, especially if you haven't seen them in two and a half years, go see them, update. There's a lot of, of lagging insight that you, and you, know, you as a human didn't stop growing or evolving and it's time to go get checkup. So go see that. So that's if, my message to you as a patient. Two, my message to uh, health plans, as well as to pharmaceutical companies, you have a trusted center of excellence for chronic care management, chronic diseases in Cecilia Health. Reach out to us, talk to us. We'll help you understand the landscape, understand how those mechanisms run. Because we have this unique position of sitting between, we understand pharma's needs, we understand healthcare institutions' needs the lingo that are used, et cetera. So reach out to us. We're a good resource for that. How you can find us, of course, CeciliaHealth.com. We're on LinkedIn. That's the best place to go find us. You'll see most of our posts out there and uh, love to talk to you. Love it, Mark. Listen, I, I thank you again. And folks, take advantage of the opportunity. Explore it. Find out ways you could leverage and expand and scale the personal care that that you could be delivering. So, Mark, thank you again and looking forward to doing this again soon. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks again, Saul.